Welcome to the Purple Pulpit with Brian Murphy, comic Brian Miller, and the comic here does something with Kostaki Economopolis. It's around the country. Many, many radio stations use it. Well, it was Quick Snaps, and I finally got that right. Now, what do they call it? All Pro Lines. All Pro Lines. And you write for that, so give us an All Pro Line from the Vikings. After the Vikings game, and this probably appeared, most people around the country have heard this already, because Kostaki has, uh, you know, he does a lot of stuff on Mondays and Tuesdays yes. on radio stations. The broad reach on the Greek there. Uh, he, uh, well, the, the Vikings showed some signs of life, which is the kind of thing that you say about someone who's mostly dead. But, uh, <laughs> you know, they say the definite, that, well, you know, what you call doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's not insanity. It's the Vikings offensive playbook. <laughs> uh, did the Vikings kicker in 1960 run over a gypsy or something, by the way? And I'm convinced there's some, there's a gypsy involved somewhere. There was a curse put on. We don't yes. know about it. Yeah. The Cubs have their billy goat. Right. The Vikings have their gypsy. It's got to be a Vikings gypsy. It's got to be, yeah. I'm the convinced. Only, the only kicker had success was the guy who kicked straight on. Fred, Fred Cox. Cox. Yeah. Get a guy who can kick straight on. The heck with these soccer style. Or get guys. a barefooted guy. Rich Carlos was pretty good oh, for he a was while. Wasn't he? And Carlos, I think it was the game when Bernsey went off on his little tirade uh, for defending Schnelker. I think that's the game when Carlos might have hit the seven field goals. And it, because they couldn't do anything offensively. Yes. Yeah. And it was, uh, and you know, he, he didn't matter whether it was hot, cold. He was going out there and he was kicking it. You don't see any barefoot guys anymore. That's though. That's a good deep dive. What happened to the barefoot? Yeah, it was like a thing for ten years yeah. and then yeah. gone. That's a good question. I don't know. I think someone finally realized this is really stupid. <laughs> yes, I'm getting stomped on by large men. It's 14 below, and yeah. I'm out here in a barefoot. And I gotta go kicking go, a cinder block. I gotta go make a tackle on a block. You know, when a, one gets blocked, oh, yeah. and I'm you Shoeless Joe over you, here. You don't want him to be the last guy, Shoeless Joe. <laughs> All right, uh, Seattle is next, and I. Speaking uh, of cold days yeah. and yeah. missed kicks, man. I, so you were at that game, you know, the the TCF playoff game. Yes. I was not there. I had been offered tickets and I was so on the fence about because it was really cold right it was like, oh it was I think the windshield was what 30 below it was or something awful. it was really awful wasn't yeah. too cold for Bud he just wore shirt sleeves out on the field which yeah. was amazing that was one of, the, flip, yeah. one of the great baller Mike moves drops. of all time Mike drops absolute legend so I almost went to the game and, and didn't and then as the game's going on I'm like kicking myself more and more what a game I can't believe I wasn't there and you get to the final moment I remember turning to my, my wife and being like I am such an idiot I could have gone for free we would have brought some whiskey this would have been great and then he misses it and I was like thank god I didn't go to TCF I'm not because suddenly anymore. all the blood ran out of everybody's face in that oh. stadium and that 14 below felt like 70 below I was going to say I, all I could think about was how instantly the weather would have been the worst thing yeah, in the world it, yeah. just everything collapsed down on you. My memory of that, my best memory is the locker room afterward. I went to the Seattle kicker because we all knew then that the laces were facing mm. Blair Walsh. Mm. And I knew how bad that was, but I went to him. Let me ask you a question. Is it ever a good thing to have the laces facing you? I mean, is that good in the wind when it's really cold? <laughs> and he looked at me like, what are you, nuts? <laughs> That's never a good thing. I'm just trying to give your brother an out here, yeah. but he wouldn't, he wouldn't go for no, it, would he? he would not go for it at all. But I, again, I, I mentioned this uh, the last two shows we did. I said before Cincinnati, I'm not going to uh, pick the Vikings if they lose to Cincinnati the rest of the year. So I'm picking Seattle, and I don't think that's a bad pick. Do we know what the opening line is? Uh, what the Monday line is? I think it's. An, it, I don't think it's very big at it all. It was three five yesterday. Correct? Yes, yeah. But now the Vikings are coming home. What's right. the U.S. Bank factor? Um, right. But yeah, Russell Wilson is seven and zero lifetime against the Seattle uh, against the Minnesota Vikings, including a, at least is it two playoff games or is that the only one? I, I think there was the, another one too, but I think I'm that's not the only playoff. There game. seemed to be a lot of Monday night, Sunday night, big games yes. where Wilson's delivered. Yes, I know oh. Zimmer's five and zero, and I think 
prior prior to that, I think Frazier might have been zero two. Well, here's what I don't uh, get. But to- so anyway, that's that's what they're going to be talking about all week is how do you beat Russell Wilson? And oh, by the way, how do you not beat yourselves? Mm. Uh, so they're going to have another week's worth of that. How how did the Cardinals not just throw every pass at Bashad Breland? They didn't, and DeAndre Hopkins kept lining up against Patrick Peterson and, and saw very little action. They should have just been running everything over on Breland's side. Yeah, Hopkins went away for the first. I think they double teed him. To they a must Smith. Have, the first five ten minutes of the game. It was like, oh man, Nuke's going to get one hundred and seventy five to two hundred yards in this game. But he did kind of well. Drop then off. and then of course Murray had two awful intercepts. I mean, he threw for four touchdowns at four hundred yards, but those interceptions were awful too. They were bad. Yeah. Uh, so that kind of I think took them out of the. Uh, their rhythm for a while, but I with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett has been Oof. incredible in the yeah. first couple of games. It's going to be a rough one again for the Vikings because I don't think they have an answer for Russell. Russell Wilson is a much more, and I think that the world I think I have him on my uh, on my fantasy football team. I love this kid in Arizona. He's terrific, but he's a video game. He is a video yeah. game, but Russell Wilson is a much more mature version of that. A little bit of a sanded down one, but that's a guy that can make things happen too. I was, you know, in scrolling through Twitter during the game, there was a stat that somebody had put out there that at some point Murray was averaging five seconds of pocket time. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, most of it was he created by by eluding the yeah. the rush. Yeah, but there's no NFL defense that can stop a quarterback with that much no. time. You can't cover receivers that long. Wilson's the same kind of guy. Mm. Wilson's the guy that'll run around and buy time. He can throw the ball 80 yards on the fly, and he can beat you with his legs. Here's the thing. I, I'm wondering where where the mood's going to be in the building. Mm-hmm. Because one thing we good have point. not talked about on these shows this week, and it's probably a good thing, is Kirk Cousins. The lightning rod of Kirk Cousins. Why? Because he's played extremely well. Yeah. No turnovers, several touchdowns, protecting the ball, made some things happen with his legs, I mean, let's be honest. He's still the whitest guy on the white wedding dance floor. Even when he has a great running play, it somehow looks terrible. It looks a little like, stodgy. The ugliest 29 he's, yards I've ever seen. I know. And, and, and then he's, he's running into three defenders, and I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to get killed. And he just puts his shoulder down and tumbles, and he gets up and smiles and yeah. grabs his glass of milk and he, moves on. He's just but, running thinking, Cotton Eye Joe, Cotton Eye Joe, <laughs> whitest guy at the wedding. Here we go, I Cotton Eye Joe. I, I just, but you know he's due. Yeah. You know he's due for a, a three-pick game or – uh, you know, the thousand yard stair look or, you know, the offensive line cleaned up, no flags, mm-hmm. big time, big gaping holes for Dalvin Cook, plenty of pass protection. So is that going to hold? I just wonder when does Kirk's hiccup come? What's that going to sound like? Because, uh, of course, the uh, the masses have not been able to weigh in on his vaccination decision or that of Harrison Smith and Adam Thielen and, and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. <laughs> but Kirk is the one that they've already, they're already looking for reasons to uh, throw eggs at him. So I, I, I wonder what the mood's going to be like in the building Sunday. And by the way, did you see his loophole yesterday on the sideline? He wore his helmet, which has a mask, a face mask. He wasn't wearing the mask. He was wearing the helmet on the sideline. He didn't take that. I don't think that counts. You like over his mouth? No, he just had the helmet on. He never took it off. Because technically, as long as you have your helmet on, you don't have to have your face mask on. Because it has on. a mask. Right. Oh, it's, it's very, very stupid. It's up for a loophole. Uh, well, they better find a loophole to get a win because it's, uh, again, I'm picking against them. I, I think know, you guys think they can win? I think they can win. Oh, I think they can easily win. I think Murph's Maybe right, Maybe not though. easily, but. It's going to be, if they come out weak, if they come out weak the fans are going to turn really hard. Yeah. Now, I think if they come out strong for the first couple of series, I think there's going to be a lot of energy Or if it's stadium. a shootout like it was yesterday in a very entertaining game. Yeah. I, I, they did a lot of good things yesterday. A lot. A lot of good things compared to what they didn't do on uh, week one in Cincinnati. 
I'm not, you know, again, they've lost two games by four total points. They they forced overtime uh, on the road, and then they should have gone into overtime at the very least yesterday if their kicker can at least make a point after, and they win if he makes the 37-yarder. You know, I don't like this whole, well, one or two plays and they're 2-0. and Now, make the two plays and you'll be 2-0. and But right. that being said, it they've, they've proven themselves to be very, very capable and competitive, yeah. and they can play a run-and-gun kind of game. I think it's all psychological at this point, both within, both in the seats and and in the locker room right now. It's got to be really tight, and we just, you know, I quoted the stats earlier. One, Fourteen times Vikings have gone zero two. They've made the playoffs once. Ouch. All right. Well, Vikings territory is a place to go to catch all of the purple pulpit. Check what we did early in the week, episodes four and five. This, of course, episode six. We'll talk to you next week after the big Vikings game against Seattle. I just don't see him winning, but (laughs) you guys might.